You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. People who strive for success often juggle multiple jobs and hobbies, hoping for their big break. For Claude, keeping multiple balls in the air was what brought him that success in the first place. Claude was born in Darby, Pennsylvania in 1880. His father had served in the Civil War before settling down to manage a hotel part-time and to sell produce. He also had a short fuse, especially when it came to his son. It got so bad between the two of them that Claude often ran away to live with relatives, but he always came back. When he was 12, Claude started working odd jobs around Pennsylvania. However, he didn't find his true calling until he discovered juggling. After watching a juggler perform at a theater near his home, Claude discovered what he wanted to do for the rest of his life. He devoted the next several years to perfecting his talent, juggling for churchgoers and local audiences before leaving home for the last time at the age of 18. He played vaudeville, adopting the persona of a tramp juggler based on a similar character created by fellow performer James Edward Harrigan. Claude soon moved on to bigger stages and brighter lights all over the world. He eventually joined Ziegfeld Follies and enhanced his juggling act with comedy. He juggled everything, too, from balls and cigarette boxes to hats. If a ball didn't land exactly the right way, he would scold it in front of a laughing crowd. If his cigar missed his mouth, he'd curse it under his breath to hilarious effect. After a few years of working as a comic juggler, Claude branched out. He exchanged his hats and cigar boxes for a script in the Broadway musical The Ham Tree. He'd never acted before, but it suited him well, and it only led to bigger and better bills. He even performed for King George V and Queen Mary of England. Claude never slowed down, and he didn't rest his laurels either. He was always looking to make his act bigger and better. In 1915, he went on Broadway with a new kind of show involving a specially made pool table and cues of various shapes, which he used to make impossible shots. It was in the same year when Claude made the jump from the stage to the silver screen. He starred in two silent films before taking another stage role where he adopted his iconic part of a smarmy con man in a top hat and a coat. Once he made the jump to the screen, though, the ladder of success only took Claude higher and higher. His silent work carried over into the talkies, and he became a full-fledged movie star. His greatest performance, however, never took place on stage or screen. Claude made waves, so to speak, during the summer of 1898. The 18-year-old was recommended for a gig in Atlantic City by a friend with a connection there. The pay was $10 a week, and all he had to do was juggle. 
Oh, and drown. When he wasn't tossing balls and hats into the air, Claude would swim out into the ocean and start drowning. A co-conspirator would jump in to save him, drawing a crowd. Once he was saved, onlookers who had worked up a hunger watching the daring rescue would buy themselves a hot dog at the nearby vendor, who just happened to be in on the whole thing. Many years later in life, he bought a house in Hollywood, and it came with a pool out back. And one day, he was entertaining some friends who asked him why he never swam in it. It's said that he replied, Would you like to swim if you had drowned 168 times? That drowning routine had brought in big business for the eateries on the pier. But it wasn't what made a celebrity out of William Claude Dukenfield. We have his over-the-top antics on stage and on screen to thank for that. By then, though, the world didn't know him as William Claude Dukenfield. No, the juggler pool hustler, and professional drowner was better known by his stage name. Legendary performer, W.C. Fields. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R I T E R U G.com today to schedule a free in home estimate or to find a location near you. 24 month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Beauty is fleeting. When we visit museums and galleries, we don't think about the inevitable, that the paintings and sculptures we love now will one day disappear. Time will eventually take them from us, which is probably for the best. They're beautiful because they're temporary. Naturalist and cartographer Girolamo Segato didn't believe that beauty should be temporary. Born in the tiny village of Sassuolo, Italy in 1792, 
Sagato grew up interested in a variety of subjects, including mathematics, chemistry, and exploration. On a trip to Egypt in his mid-twenties, Sagato was captivated by the ancient mummies. He wanted to practice his own kind of preservation, so he and his partner wrote a book about what they discovered during their travels. They made some money from their work and were on their way to real success. But the good times wouldn't last for long. Sagato's partner ran off to Paris with everything, all the money, the notes, and the research they had collected. Crushed by the loss of his life's work and his friendship, Sagato retreated into cartography. It was time to move on, and so he carved a new path in life. He made maps for roughly a decade before finding his true calling in making art. In fact, two of his finest pieces were a set of tables. The first table was simple, but pristine and well-made. The second was a true work of art. It was decorated on top with a marble mosaic inlay of different shapes. Diamonds, circles, squares, and rectangles, all adorned with colored stones of varying sizes. The lines of each section were crisp as though they were crafted by a machine, but every part embedded within the tabletop had been crafted by hand. His hand. After he made those tables, Sagato moved on to sculpture. His first piece was that of a young woman. Her proportions were exact, and he managed to make her look alive, as though her skin might react to the slightest touch. Another work was that of a woman's head with long, flowing hair. It garnered him widespread acclaim in popular magazines like Harper's. His sculptures were compared to those of famous artists like Hiram Powers, as well as the iconic Grecian Venus de Medici statue. But he didn't produce a lot during his short life. He passed away at the young age of 44, and very few of his pieces still exist today. Sagato had come up with a specialized technique for working with his preferred materials. After a break-in and attempted theft of his research, he destroyed every last scrap of paper that he had. Because of his secrecy, no one has ever been able to replicate his methods. Not that they would want to. The world probably isn't ready for more furniture made from corpses. You see, Girolamo Sagato didn't stick to only using wood for his tables. He didn't make his masterworks out of marble, either. Utilizing knowledge from his archaeological digs in Egypt and his research on ancient mummies, the former cartographer had developed a brand new way to preserve the human body. It wasn't mummification, though. It was called mineralization, or petrification. He took a body that was very recently deceased and injected a special substance into it to preserve its flesh and organs. Everything would harden to stone, and Sagato would then manipulate it like a material for his own purposes. Sometimes he would leave the bodies as is. Other times he would slice and carve the skin, spleen, liver, and other organs into different shapes, as he did with his famous table. The result was a macabre checkerboard pattern inlaid against a wooden backdrop. His pieces were more artistic than morbid, but many who witnessed the creations were still dismayed. They didn't understand the science behind his petrification methods. Instead, they claimed that Sagato had learned Egyptian magic. So, in a fit of anger and self-doubt, the unconventional artist destroyed all traces of his formula. His surviving pieces now reside in the Museum of the Department of Anatomy in Florence. The table we described can be found at the Royal Palace of Caserta in southern Italy. Others throughout history have tried to recreate his formula for human mineralization, and some have come close. But so far, no one has been able to match it exactly. Girolamo Sagato was one of a kind, and by taking his secret to the grave, he made sure he would stay that way. 
With the formula gone, his remains never had the chance at longevity he offered to the rest of his subjects. Ironic? Absolutely. But more than that, it sure was curious. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.